Today's show will maintain the standards of modesty, but it is not for children. So if you got children with you, turn it off, skip to the next episode. Because today I'm talking about the sex strike following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. There's a, a lot of, I don't know, a lot. A group. Yeah, I guess we could say it's a lot. There are a lot of women who are siding with uh, this young lady right here. She says, no sex with men until Roe v. Wade is protected. You perhaps have been seeing this. Here's a another one here. Um, oh, God bless this poor lady. I'm on strike. No choice for me. No sex for him. Booyah, she got him. She got him. And what I'm going to suggest today is that we raise the stakes. Because here's a little bit of power that these women perhaps did not have. This is, uh, what's her name? Alyssa Milano? Melissa Milano? I don't know. She's on a TV show a long time ago. She's become one of these angry feminists. She says, we're not going to have sex anymore because we don't want to get pregnant. And then the, uh, I don't know who this is, Wizard of Oz. What's her name? Let me know in the live chat. Who, who is this? Can't remember her name. She said, you have that power all along, my dear. And what we're seeing from this aftermath of the overturn of Roe v. Wade is a return to the understanding I mean, this is gonna this is gonna rock your world, people. I hope you're sitting down. This could even offend you. You might be offended, and you might click off this video or this podcast. Be like, man, this is crazy. This guy, the way he thinks, is crazy. Here's the thing, okay? God, Almighty God, created male body parts. Hold hold with me here male body parts to fit with female body parts. And the reason he did that was to procreate new human persons. I know, right? You're blown away. Are you offended? Did I just say the most politically incorrect thing ever? God created our bodies. I'm a man. My wife is a woman. And together with the anatomy that God gave us, believe it or not, the purpose for that was to procreate. We were blessed by God. We were able to have eight kids. So if you never knew that growing up, you learned it today on the Dr. Taylor Marshall Show, which reminds me to go ahead and say, if you just learned that and I just blew your mind, you need to go ahead and like this video. There's 347 of you watching right now and only 78 likes. We got to bump that up, bump up a couple hundred likes. While you're at it, share this video on Facebook and Twitter. And if you're new, you're definitely not going to want to miss any of my content on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to subscribe. You hit the subscribe button, you hit the bell. That's your notification. And we're off to the races. Here is... My suggestion. I am challenging women everywhere, especially 
hardcore, hardened feminists. Here is my proposal to up the ante and to raise the stakes. Okay, so I put this tweet up here. It got some good traction. And then this is a, a tiny little capture of where I think after Roe v. Wade, we should be going as a society. It's time for women everywhere, especially hardcore fem feminists, it's time for them to adopt this new measure, this suggestion that I'm going to make, and I think they're going to love it. I'm going to put this one meme back on because I think it's funny. Right here. Where'd it go? Come over here. Melissa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Okay, here's my suggestion. You don't have access to abortion. Roe v. Wade overturned. Women are going on a sex strike. I'm saying let's up the ante. All right. Women should only ever have sex under one condition and one condition only. First, the man, I mean, we're not talking about just as nice and takes you on a date, buys you dinner. No, that's worthless. These guys got to step up. What they got to do is make a vow to God. Do you agree with me, ladies? I want to see before any women have sex ever again, the man has to make a vow, a solemn vow to God, and it has to be in front of your family, your friends, and there needs to be legal witnesses involved. We're taking this to the level of legality. And he has to promise in his vow that he's going to love you. Not just lust after you. He's going to love you. And when you get pregnant, he promises that he is going to care for those babies, educate those babies, pay the costs of those babies, and support and create a safe family environment. I mean, can I get an amen from the ladies? So don't ever have sex until a man makes a vow to you and to God. And you, you better have your family there, your friends, your grandparents, witnesses. I mean, we should probably, you take your, your friend and you make her a person of honor, right? She's like, you know, if she's married, she's like the matron of, we call her the matron of honor. If she's not married, we call her the maid of honor. Like she's a legal witness. Like you have your friend stand there. You're like, listen, bub. We are not having sex unless you make this vow. I want my family there. I want my friends there. And I'm going to have my best friend as the maid of honor. She's going to stand right there next to me when you say this. Because we want everyone to know. Okay? And probably, I think the guy, he should probably have, you know, his best friend there. Whoever his, you know, the man that's his best, we could call him best man. Best man, he should be standing right next to the guy when he makes these vows because if that guy tries to get out of the vows, his best man's going to have to hold him accountable for that. Okay? So I really think this is, I mean, the feminists are going to like this. Okay? So women don't have any sex ever until the guy comes 
he makes a vow to God and to you. In front of family, witnesses, we're going to have whatever, whatever we're going to call her, maid of honor, best man right there next to him. And it's going to be administered, I think, by a representative of God, like a priest. And he'll be able to do this, oversee this vow and witness it on behalf of God and the state. Okay, so the man, he's going to promise to love you. He's going to promise to never cheat on you. He's going to promise to take care of the babies, raise the babies, provide a home and a household. I mean, he's going to have to totally step up or else you're not having sex. Okay. And he's going to stay with you till death. Okay. I know this is a big deal. Might sound unrealistic, but I think that the, and if you like this idea, you need to give this video a thumbs up. There's only 256 likes. That's weak sauce. All right. If you think my proposal for the feminists in 2022 is on point, you need to go ahead and give a thumbs up to this video. And whoever did the thumb down, I don't know why you don't like this. This is brilliant. So you might think this is extreme, but the guy, I'm proposing like something very, very radical here. Not only is he going to promise to love you, never cheat on you, uh, raise your babies. He's going to stay with you. I get this. You're going to make him say this. All right. You're going to say it too, but he's going to say till death do us part. Like we're going to, y'all are going to be united unto until one of you dies. And unless he promises that you do not have sex with any man. Absolutely not. I also think, I mean, kind of a phase two to this program is, uh, you know, a religion could call this like a sacrament, you know, like we could build it up. Uh, I also think in the IRS, the tax code, we should be giving like advantages to people, um, to a man and a woman who step it up. Right. And they're like, we want to have sex. And it's like, okay, well, the woman's like, listen, I'm following the Taylor Marshall plan. I've got some standards here that you have to meet. And the guy's like, well, what do we, what has to happen for us to have sex? And she's like, look, you got to make a vow to God. You got to make a vow to me. I want my family there. I want my friends there. I'm probably going to get a special dress. This is a big deal for me. I'm going to have my best friend there, maid of honor. You can bring your best friend. Uh, we need like a priest. Beautiful place. Probably, I mean, it's worth getting flowers for, for sure. And I need you to vow that you're going to be faithful to me. You're never going to abandon me. You're not going to abandon the kids. And I want you to say till death do us part. And if the guy's like, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. You're like, well, then you can't have sex. And he's like, no way, what? And like, that's the rules, okay? That's that's how we're going to go with this. And if the guy, he ghosts you, he runs away, whatever, like his loss, you know, because you're you have standards, your body, your sexuality has a great worth. It's sacred. So this whole idea after Roe v. Wade that you're just going to give it away every weekend, that's ridiculous. I mean, these guys need to wake up. Don't they know when you have sex, there could be a baby? So that's that's what I'm saying. Do you guys agree? Give it thumbs up. Do you have any other suggestions for how we could implement this plan? I already said, you know, we could have flowers. I think priest uh, administering, overseeing the whole thing. 
I li- really like the idea of like the guy's best friend, best friend, his best man is like right there, you know, with them. Uh, and I think honestly, not only would this benefit women as a man, I think that this would benefit men. They just got to see it properly, right? And of course, there'd be all kinds of duties that the wife, if we're going to call her that, uh, is going to, you know, have to have for the husband and duties for the husbands, for the wife, you know, it's and then the kids. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to actually take a social and cultural revolution to hold up this, we could call it institution, so that women after Roe v. Wade are not violated, abused, hung out to dry, uh, have pregnancies um, without a man to support them, all the benefits um, that a man can bring to a woman, we want to make sure that he can't run out of that sexual relationship and deprive her of it. So I think once again, let's up the ante. No women on earth ever again are ever having sex until the guy comes along and he says a vow to God, a vow to her. He promises to be faithful to her, never cheat, raise the kids, be a good man, and the key is till death do us part. It just hit me right now. What if when when we get feminists to start doing this and, and getting excited about this, what if the man and the woman, before they did this contract, this covenant, and, and, and once they make the covenant and the contract, they can have sex. Okay, that's the deal. All right, but until that happens, you can't have it. All right, we're going to hold the standard here, but what it, it'd be kind of cool. Hear me out. Hear me out. It would be cool if the man and the woman, in order to end the sex strike, right? Because the woman's on sex strike, unless you make a vow to me to be only for me till death do us part, I'm not going to have sex. What if a symbol to end the sex strike and to say, we're now united, we can now have sex. What if they exchanged a gift? In front of everybody, something small, but a kind of a gift that would remain with them, something maybe they could wear, you know, that they could see all the time. I mean, a ring, that would be cool, right? Something beautiful, you know, you could always have it with you. It would always remind you, hey, I made this promise, this covenant till death do us part. Um, that would be good. I think that would be a great plan. So, um, what do you guys think? Should we go for this? Can we revolutionize society to accept this Taylor Marshall plan? Did I, do I have any holes in it? Did I make a mistake along the way? Let me know. And if you like these suggestions, I just got to say it one more time. You got to like the video. Give the video a thumbs up and share it. We need to get other people. I think since there's so many women going on the sex strike, we need to get more women on board. And the way you can do that is you can share this video. You can say, hey, ever since Roe v. Wade, all we women are going to sex strike, but we have a condition for men now. And this guy, Taylor Marshall, thought up of a way so that a woman could end her sex strike with one man after he promises all this stuff and makes vows and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you share this video so that more and more women 
can understand. And if you like this video and you like my suggestions, you should definitely follow me on Twitter, Facebook, but definitely subscribe here on YouTube because I have more content like this. And I think I have some good ideas. I think this is a good idea. I think this is going to catch on. I think this is going to catch on. If all women say, sorry, guys, no more sex. All women say no more sex for men. What you have to do is you got to go through this institution thing that Taylor Marshall's talking about where you guys come, you pursue us, you woo us, you romance us. And then at a certain level, you ask us, hey, let's end the sex strike. Let's unite as a team, you know, and we could even make a ceremony about how that happens, right? Like, how is the guy going to show her, hey, I want to be a servant to you. Um, I want to lay down my life for you. Uh, I want to provide for you. I mean, how I mean, he could do something ceremoniously, like maybe get down on his knee. I don't know. And then that would indicate to her that he's serious about this. Then she's going to have to say, actually, you know what? Hold up. In order to make sure that this guy is serious before he asks her and gets on a knee or whatever, he should probably talk to her parents. I mean, that would make just to make sure that this guy is not a flake. You know, he could be trying to trick her or something. So it would probably be good for him to go talk to the parents, talk to the dad, get to know him a little bit, get some kind of informal blessing. Once that happens, I'm working through this here. Okay, so once the guy talks to the dad, gets it gets an informal blessing, then he goes to the girl who's on sex strike. She won't have sex with him. And he gets on a knee to symbolize how he wants to serve her. And he says, hey, let's end the sex strike. I will make the vow before God and you uh, to take care of you till death do us part. And then once that happens, she's going to want to like call her mom and they're going to set a date for the vows all right so that's probably how it's going to go you set the date for the vows then you get your family your friends your best the girl's best friend her friend of honor and then the guy's best friend his best man you got the priest and then the whole thing goes i think i finally put the thing together so that's the solution to the sex strike and we need to let people know, right? If we can get people to get on board with this, I think we can fix the world in a post Roe v. Wade where there is no abortion. Every baby is welcome because there's a mom and a dad who have made vows to God and to each other to create a nest and to create a sanctuary and to create a safe place for new human life to enter into the world. And that's why I'm suggesting this structure, because ultimately it's going to protect human life. And those babies will grow up with love and protection and grace and education from that man and woman who are bound together by this vow 
that they made to God. And what that's going to do is then those babies are going to grow up and they're going to be more healthy physically, mentally, and spiritually. There will be less wounds in society. There will be less abuse. There will be less confusion on what is a boy and what is a girl and what is natural and what is synthetic. So I think that this idea here is, is really going to catch on. Some cultures won't like it. Other cultures are going to really dig it. I think it's going to be good. And I think a key to it is, is we've got to have, ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned, we've got to have all the women going on sex strike and demanding, because of their great worth before God, demanding that this situation plays out. That is, vows before God. And only after the vows before God can they have sex. Anything that sex before that would be bad. That's going to bring the downfall of society. Right? That's a total compromise. And it also puts the babies who are conceived in danger. It would also tempt these women to perhaps seek out illegal or dangerous abortions, which would be kill their baby and hurt them. We don't want that either. That's why the sex strike has to stay in place until men man up and make their vows before God. And I got to also say that the men who are willing to make these vows are going to also have high standards. And they're going to have expectations. I'm a man. I know a lot of guys. We like good cooking. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that that has to be in the vows, but it's definitely an expectation. We appreciate femininity and beauty and grace and charm and flirtation. So I think as the standards rise on the feminine side, the standards are going to rise on the masculine side. And it's going to make society better all across the board. So this is a good idea. If you are a single woman, I want to challenge you to put this institution, put these standards into place in your life. And if you're a man who's unmarried, I would, after Roe v. Wade, I would encourage you also to follow this institution and only associate and spend time with women who are on a permanent sex strike until a man makes a vow before God to them. Until then, nothing happens. Women and men who are not on sex strike and are having sex every weekend with random people and with strangers, you don't, you don't want to make a vow with, with them unless there's some sort of great sign of interior change or repentance. Because Remember, part of the institution that I'm talking about here that I'm suggesting would have some kind of a vow about till death do us part. There has to be a bond and a consistency and a lack of betrayal. There needs to be bonding power, glue between the man and the woman. And that's why there has to be a complete sex strike, as the feminists are saying, until 
we can get these vows put in before God. And uh, I think it's a beautiful idea. I love it. So get those likes up. Still, there's only 543. Come on, you guys can hit 700. Hit those likes. Share this video. Get the word out. Subscribe to this video. And uh, as I always say, make sure you're praying the rosary. Read your Bibles. You know, I'm going to go off my shtick here. There. I'm talking about marriage, obviously. I'm a Catholic. One of the reasons I'm a Catholic is because we believe marriage, holy matrimony, is a sacrament. It's not an institution of the state. We've seen how that's wrong in America. It doesn't work. It's instituted by Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So if you're watching me and you're interested in God and Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Christianity, the church, I would challenge you to look at the doctrine of matrimony, holy matrimony. Is it up to the state? Is it up to Germany or China or United States to define marriage? Or is it up to God? Does God define the rules of marriage? And if he does, that means matrimony is a sacrament. See, Martin Luther got, there's seven sacraments, because when Christ instituted the New Testament, he always does things in seven, because Christ is God. So when you expect a new covenant, you would expect a sevenfold proclamation. Those are the seven sacraments. But Martin Luther and John Calvin and the Protestants, they say there's only two sacraments, baptism and Eucharist. But my question would be, why would God institute a new covenant and do a two instead of a seven? That's because he did do seven. Matrimony is a sacrament. And so I would just encourage you, especially if you're new to my podcast, pray about that. Think about that. Is matrimony an ordinance of the state? Is it just some good idea that a guy like Taylor Marshall once thought up, right? In this shtick, in this joke. Or was it from eternity past defined and proclamated by God? It's the latter. And once you start to accept that, you'll start accepting more things about the truths of historic Christianity, which we call Catholicism. Whoops. Thanks for watching. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. And keep, if, keep up that sex strike if you're single until you make vows, sacramental vows before God and his church.